it's um what day is this sunday all right it's sunday morning it's early o'clock and uh, i'm at the airport in boston and i'm heading to st petersburg russia uh, it should be a really solid week for the russian app conference i'm going to be over there with paul king hopefully i'm going to get out of the hotel and see a little bit of the city but uh, i know i'll for sure be doing a couple of classes and running into some friends and making some new ones and uh, i'm going to try to bring you along with me uh hopefully i can get some fun stuff recorded for you uh but let's go to russia you're listening to the piercing wizard podcast and i'm your host ryan willette I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. So potentially I'm going to be uh, trying to edit together an episode on the flight home uh, so that I don't have to spend my day off. Uh, putting together the podcast. So maybe it worked, maybe it didn't, or maybe I'm doing this on a Sunday uh, in my underwear before I go back to work tomorrow. But who knows? Uh, Russia has been a really awesome experience. Uh, The flight, I mean, wasn't anything insane. I've done flights to Japan, I've done flights to Brazil, which are really long. So uh, 18 or so hours to get from Boston to St. Petersburg uh, was, you know, a little bit brutal but not awful uh the conference has been really fantastic it's impressive to see uh what they've done and it's only the the third year uh that they've had this conference i see a lot of similarities between bmxnet and uk app and lbp and and vegas so you can tell that the people putting on this conference have really paid attention to the successes and the lessons from other conferences I'm sure they've been talking to other administrators from around the world and, and getting advice on how to run a, a conference like this. And I would just like to um, just to say thank you and uh, congratulations to all of the event organizers for the Russian APP conference. Uh, I would love to come back sometime, I, whether it's St. Petersburg or whether it's Moscow. When you uh, apply for a visa, uh, sometimes it's a, a single stop visa and some countries uh, give you kind of an open-ended visa. You can come back as many times as you want during X amount of time, and I got a three-year Russian visa. So hopefully I'll come back, whether it's for conferences or maybe just uh, some some personal trips, some vacation, sightseeing, things like that. I've done three classes so far. Uh, This is the the last day of the conference for me. I'm going to be doing a navel piercing class in about a half an hour. Uh, The first class was on septums. Uh, I think that went really well. Yesterday I did two classes. I did tongue piercing earlier in the day, uh, and then I did uh, date piercing later on in the evening. And I think they went really well. I, I really spent a good amount of time preparing for them. I think the presentations were good. Uh, the attendees, when I come to different conferences uh, outside of the U.S., it's, it's a, a kind of a different teaching style. Uh, when I'm teaching somewhere where English isn't the first language, I have to be really careful to uh, pronounce all of my, my words very slowly, try not to talk too quickly, try not to use slang, try not to use nicknames for things try to use the most proper terminology possible so that as many people in the class can absorb that information. 
so uh, it's it's been good. Uh, I I would like maybe more attendee questions in classes sometimes because that's kind of how I I pace out my classes. If I know that I have an hour and a half, I usually prepare maybe an hour to an hour and fifteen minutes of material, and then I expect maybe fifteen or more minutes of questions, kind of a little back and forth with the attendees. And I don't know if it's just um, the the culture or if people are nervous or feel like they might be interrupting or something, but I don't really get too many questions when I teach classes at you know UK or uh, well here. Um, so my septum class really ran short. I, I think I had an hour and a half scheduled and I was done with my slideshow presentation after about 45 minutes. Um, thankfully, I had some extra video on my computer. I went through a couple different things uh, and then I did that the live piercing, which was pretty stressful, but uh, you know it, it came out really nice. The piercing came out great. Uh, but in a situation like that, it's a fine line between everything went great and everything is a disaster. Uh, the date class last night, uh, was maybe one tick closer to disaster, but I think everything still went well. The The room was really, really hot and sweaty. It was really difficult to actually just put gloves on, especially sterile gloves. Uh, when I travel, I, I bring the necessities. When, I, when I'm going to do live workshop stuff, I'll give the, the hosts a list. I'll say, I'll, I'll, I would like these things. Uh, I need these things with skin prep and what kind of jewelry or tools I might need because when I come to these places I'm, I'm being hosted by body piercers so most of the time they're going to have the materials that I need but there are some things that aren't super common uh, especially outside of the US and so I always bring uh, my own face masks and beard nets and sterile gloves just because I'm very particular about I mean essentially everything but those especially uh, I you know, have this big beard and I won't really perform any sort of uh, piercings or client services without a beard net. I don't want any sort of like hair falling out on my tray or something like that. Same thing if you had long hair on top of your head, you would probably tie it back in a ponytail or a bun or wear a cap or something like that over it. Same thing with a, a giant beard. So when piercers have facial hair, uh, if it's if a face mask is enough to cover it, then that's fine. But if people have those like big burly Viking beards, the beard net is really going to be a necessity, at least by my my preference. So I bring that. I bring my own sterile gloves because sometimes when I go places and I ask for sterile gloves, they have latex gloves, and I don't I don't wear latex. I don't have an allergy, but I do have a sensitivity. So I like to bring my own uh, nitrile sterile gloves, and. Uh, I'm glad I had them because uh, there, there weren't any on site. They were sterilizing some in a statum, and I don't really like to uh, use nitrile gloves that have been sterilized in a statum because they're not meant to really be sterilized that way. Uh, also, they can have moisture inside the glove if they haven't been allowed to dry for quite a while, so they're very difficult to put on. So I bring my own sterile gloves, but I only brought four pairs. Uh, so uh, when I went to go do the date piercing last night, the first pair of sterile gloves I put on just snapped because my hands were sweaty and I was pulling them on. Uh, and if any piercers out there know that frustration, uh, when you snap a glove because your hands are sweaty, the last thing it's going to do is make your hands dry. It's going to make you sweatier because you get nervous. So uh, luckily I had extra pairs of it. 
perform the piercing, I did it top-down into a receiving tube, which was perfect for the model's anatomy, but it was really difficult to install the jewelry. Normally, I would be using something like a CBR uh, or something with like maybe a, kind of a rounded end, easier to put in. Uh, they had circular barbells because the, the rings they had were uh, F136 titanium, and I, I can't really bend that by hand. I didn't want to use tools because I didn't want to potentially scratch the jewelry. So I ended up doing a circular barbell, but there was no uh, 1.2 millimeter, uh, that's 16 gauge for people in the States. They didn't have a 16 gauge threaded taper. So it was just one of those like sweaty moments where it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to chase this jewelry. They had a, a, a plain pin taper. Uh, luckily, they had that plain pin taper because I couldn't really get the jewelry transferred from the top down. So I ran a taper through from the bottom up and then I had uh, no problem installing the jewelry, screwing on these itty bitty little ends uh, in a, a really hot room being watched by a bunch of other uh, professionals, peers, colleagues. Uh, makes you pretty nervous, but I like to pierce in an environment like that because I think sometimes when you perform a perfect model piercing, uh, it doesn't really give the attendees as much of a benefit. If everything goes perfectly, then great. They can see how a perfect piercing goes, but not every piercing in your studio is going to be executed perfectly. It really does help to see how you have to kind of uh, improvise or recover something or, you know, fix little little things that are obstacles in the way. So uh, <laughs> uh, that has come up many times in classes for me over the years. There have been plenty of times where there are teachable moments and I don't see them as a negative. I see them as a positive. I wish I had seen more stuff like that earlier on in my career because when I had those little moments in my own studio, with uh, just myself and the client and a closed door, you have that little panic attack moment where you're like, oh shit, I don't know how to resolve this. And, you know, I have to be professional in front of the client so I can't make it look like I, I am not prepared for this. So I, I like to be prepared for any event and I like people who take my classes to get little bits of that information if something doesn't go absolutely perfectly ideal. And in a lot of these uh, teaching environments, on the road, piercing with different materials, piercing in, in different kinds of uh, room setups, different lighting, different temperatures, different jewelry and needles and skin prep and models and whatever, uh, things will come up. And it all, it's, it's beneficial for people to see how you deal with uh, little moments like that. So uh, as I said, I'm getting ready for that naval class. That's my last class that I'm teaching here. Uh, after that, I've got the rest of the afternoon free. I might try to get out into St. Petersburg and maybe see at least one more good tourist stop. I haven't really been to any sort of cathedral type things yet. And if you could see some of these buildings, you would you would really just want to be here and, and check them out too because the architecture here is amazing for some of these buildings. So I want to get out. Uh, I was talking to Jane Absinthe earlier. She said that she was going to be somewhere out in the central area, maybe going to a cathedral. So I'll maybe kind of tag along with her uh, after that it gets a little bit more difficult for me. I have to come right back to the hotel and pack up. Myself and Paul King, our flights are at uh, early o'clock tomorrow, I think about 5 a.m. We have to get to the airport, I would guess maybe one and a half, two hours ahead of time. The issue here in St. Petersburg is there is a river that kind of splits the city and there are a bunch of bridges, there are low bridges, uh, there are a bunch of uh, ships that need to go up and down the river and they do it at night. So at night they raise the bridges and you don't have access across the river at certain points in the city. So we have to figure out how we're going to be able to uh, get from one side to the other without having to go all the way around the city and go around the river. Uh, but I, I've been talking to a few other people and they say it's not really going to be an issue, but it does make me a little bit nervous because I really do not want to miss that flight. 
and have to deal with all those connections because I go St. Petersburg to Moscow, uh, Moscow to uh, JFK in New York, and then JFK back to Boston. So it's going to be a very long travel day for me. Uh, I'm going to leave Russia. I'm going to leave St. Petersburg at around 5 in the morning. And then with the time difference, I land back in Boston at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, but there's a seven-hour time difference. So it's it's all these different things. It's essentially going to be like going from 5 o'clock in the morning St. Petersburg time to 10 o'clock at night St. Petersburg time. Uh, it's going to be a, a little bit rough. So uh, hopefully I can sleep on the plane a little bit, but uh, I'm also going to be trying to edit together this episode of the podcast. So uh, when you're listening to this uh, within probably a few days of me recording it, realize that I do this for you. I do this because I love body piercers. Uh, and rather than sleep or relax or watch a movie or get a little bit wine tipsy, I'm probably going to be working on the flight back. Uh, once I get back, I'm, I've got one day off and then I'm just getting right back into it at the shop. I'm going to be home for, I think, two weeks and then I'm off to Dallas for that seminar. Uh, <laughs> let's plug it. If anybody wants to sign up for it, Monday, July 8th in Dallas, I do have spots left. So you can go ahead and email me at ryanpba at gmail.com. Um, I teach there. I come home from that trip for, I think, three or four days. And then I head off to Holland, and I'm going to be teaching that class in Amsterdam on Monday, July 15th. I'm pretty sure that is all booked up at this point. Uh, and then I'll be home for a few weeks, and then I go to Tokyo. So keep the, uh, the train rolling along. As I'm recording this, I know that my new uh, tank top design for the summer is being shipped to the shop. I'm not going to uh, let the cat out of the bag just yet on that one. You'll see the announcements on uh, Instagram and, and Facebook for that new shirt that's available. I reordered the Statum Cult shirts because I'm pretty much sold out of them. I might have four or five shirts left in random sizes on my web shop. Uh, but I just got restocked. Uh, those probably won't be in, in for maybe another two to three weeks, but I'll have all the different sizes and lots of quantities of them available. Uh... I guess I should go work now. So uh, thanks for listening. This is probably going to be the intro of the show. After this, there might be a few different sections where I talk about different stuff, where I talk to different people. I'm not going to do little in-between things. I'm going to kind of just clip it together quickly, kind of like I did with the uh, APP conference episode. So it might be a little bit disjointed, but I know that I do have an interview with some of the RUAPP organizers. That's going to be maybe about a 25-30 minute interview, uh, and that's a good one. A lot of insight about how the organization is run, uh, some of the lessons they've learned, and uh, some of the different things about them as body piercers and what they do in their day-to-day. -day. People over here, they really are good at multitasking. Uh, a lot of them have side jobs with jewelry distribution or different things that they're doing. So a lot of really hard workers uh, over here that I've met on this trip. So uh, if you are one of the Russian piercers that uh, was in one of my classes or just someone that I, I got to meet while I'm here, uh, let me try to say this correctly and say uh, spasiba, which uh, I'm hoping is thank you. But uh, Russia was really fantastic and uh, I'm really looking forward to coming back. But uh, let's try to enjoy the rest of this episode. And then maybe I'll record a little outro thing. I'm going to try to record something with Paul King, either on the taxi cab to the airport or at the airport. He's been kind of ducking me. He doesn't really want to record a full episode because he is uh, trying to use his time a little bit better for Paul King. He wants to get out and he wants to see St. Petersburg as much as possible. He doesn't want to sit in a hotel room and, and record a podcast. And I can't necessarily say I blame him. But I am going to capture him at some point and I'll get something recorded with him. So uh, let's just kind of get into the RUAPP conference. Thanks for listening.
Okay, so I'm in St. Petersburg. Uh, left Boston at very early o'clock. Uh, onto JFK and then onto an airplane with screeching, screaming children uh, for a nine-hour flight, uh, uh, JFK to Moscow. Uh, then I had to kind of rush through the airport, big airport. I had to rush to get to my connecting flight to St. Petersburg, but made it here. Uh, have my bags. I got to the airport. Arseny uh, was kind enough to pick me up at the airport. Uh, Got to the hotel, checked in, met up with Paul King. He went out uh, sightseeing, and I went to bed because I was super jet-lagged. I didn't really sleep on the, the flight at all, so I needed some, some rest. Almost regretting it now because uh, Paul went out for a canal cruise, and I missed out on it by like maybe 15 minutes or something. So now I'm just kind of like hanging out in my hotel room trying to work up the courage to uh, walk somewhere and, and try to get dinner by myself. I do not speak really any Russian at all. I've got my phone for translation, but it's a little intimidating sometimes in different countries if you have zero language skills. Uh, it doesn't seem like a lot of people here speak uh, conversational English, so it might be a little bit challenging, but I uh, do have to eat, so I'm going to get out and try to do something. I found some places that look pretty cool, maybe like a 20-minute walk away. Uh, tomorrow is the first day of the conference, but I don't have any classes scheduled for the first day, so I'm going to go to the uh, the Hermitage uh, Hermitage Museum. Supposedly, it's it's you know on par with the Louvre. It's it's like the giant national museum for Russia. So uh, they have lots of works by different masters and uh, just everything like a gigantic gigantic museum. So that's probably going to be what I do for the day tomorrow. Uh, on the second day of the conference, I have I think two classes and then. Uh, the other days I have one class per day and I, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to, to meeting some Russian piercers and having a good week and, uh, taking you along with me and try to get some, some interviews captured. But, uh, I'm going to get out in St. Petersburg and try to find some food. Ooh, today, uh, was quite the day. I didn't have to instruct today. It's, uh, Mon Monday, Tuesday? Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I can't really tell the time anymore. Uh, so I went to the Hermitage Museum, uh, and apparently it's the second largest art museum in the world behind the Louvre. And uh, it was just, it was incredible. They had, uh, right, right when I went in, they had this whole section on Pompeii. Um, with all these frescoes and uh, pottery, but then they also had like gladiator armor, like perfectly uh, preserved, and it, it was just super impressive. I really like gladiators too, um, and it was just a really amazing museum. But uh, you know, I walked around for six hours. You know, they had it was enormous, 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 enormous. Um, and you know, maybe an hour or two into it, I had to just kind of start glancing at things. I couldn't really take my time and check out everything because I would have been there for days, but, uh, it was great. Uh, they had a whole Renaissance section upstairs. I saw a Michelangelo piece and, um, walked around quite a bit downtown St. Petersburg. I did a boat tour and, uh, got some food and then came back to the hotel. I am just super beat. So, uh, rather than doing the social thing downstairs. I'm just kind of uh, hanging out in my hotel room. I'm going to try to get to sleep. Um, the sun does not go down here. It's it's almost midnight and the sun is still out. Uh, it gets dark for about four or five hours and, and that's about it. So 
sleeping is a, a little bit weird, you know, combined with the time difference too. But tomorrow is uh, the first day of classes for me. I'm going to be doing my septum class tomorrow. I think it should be a pretty fun day. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I'll get you some, some updates as I get going. Uh, just introduce yourself. Uh, you can say your studio information, jewelry information, organization, any info you want. Uh, okay, my name is uh, Vlad Budmanov. Uh, I'm a piercer and uh, co-owner of St. Skalpelburg Piercing Boutique. And uh, in uh, in Russia, we, our company presentation Industrial Strength, Diablo Organics, and our jewelry team. It's a lot of jewelry. Yes. <laughs> well, and my name is Mark Shilov. I'm a body modification artist from Serotov uh, and. Uh, co-owner of the studio named Rock Tattoo Factory there in Saratov. Uh, and also I'm one of uh, the mm, group of organizers of this conference and the director of medical department of uh, our Russian Associ Association of Professional Pieces. Cool. Yeah. Uh, does anyone else want to say hello? No. <laughs> no? Not so much? Okay. All right. <laughs> So uh, we're in St. Petersburg. Uh, this is my first time here, and it's my first time at your conference, and it's it's fantastic. So if anybody hasn't said it yet, you're doing a really good job this year. Everything is Thank great. You. Thank you. And it is your first time in Russia? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's great. I, it's, it's not as easy to come over on a holiday when you need a visa. So it was a really good reason to get a visa and come over, and now I have it for three years. So maybe I can come back for a holiday. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's great. That's a lot to see in Russia, not only in St. Petersburg, in Moscow also, and so many Sarata. places to visit. <laughs> Sarah, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I would like to see a lot. You know, I, I only had maybe really one day to get out and see St. Petersburg. I spent most of the day at the Hermitage, uh, and it was just mind-blowing. And the architecture and the culture and all the museums, there's just there's so much to see here. Uh, and this year you are lucky because uh, we do conference and uh, the best time of year it's a white night. Yeah, it's a little unusual because uh, you know it's still sun at midnight almost, but it's cool because you can get so much done in the day. Yes, and you are twice lucky because uh, the weather is uh, not very uh, St. Petersburg. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is it normally cold? Usually, yes, no, not yeah. Yeah. It's uh, most rain. rainy oh, okay. and uh, yes, cloudy and now it's uh, just perfect. great weather yes, to yeah. walk, to party. Yeah, perfect temperature, perfect weather. Uh, so how long has your organization been together? Uh, all conferences or this? Uh, well, all of it. Uh, first conference we um, Start uh, production early. Well, uh, it was it was rather a yeah. uh, rapid process because uh, we decided to make an association uh, in autumn uh, 2017, mm -hmm. and in January 2018 we made the first conference in Moscow. Oh, that is fast. Yes, yeah. and uh, we saw it was really cool. We had uh, a little bit more than 50 uh, visitors. Mm -hmm. And uh, the second conference that was uh, in August 
Of the past year, uh, we had uh, a little bit more than 100 visitors. Again and in now, Moscow. Yes, again in Moscow. And now we have uh, almost 200 visitors. Oh, that's cool. That's yes, awesome. that's great for the just one year and a little bit more of our work. But still, uh, the process of learning, of uh, mm, communication of uh, artists uh, came for a, f a year more yes it was yeah. uh, based in uh, Vlad's studio where they made some uh, educational process for the young pieces yes and uh, they uh, mm, called uh, other uh, pieces that had uh, more experience to make some uh, workshops, to make some lectures, and so it was the base, the basic of uh, the process that you can see here. Yeah, now. yeah. Uh, and you've been to Vegas before you started the the organization. Yes. Okay. But so, yeah. did you kind of model it after U.S. APP or U.K. APP? Like, where did you get your ideas for how you? built the organization? Uh, uh, first conference, I visited BMXnet at uh, maybe four years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I think that it is um, basically um, basically stamp what I uh, see how it's uh, all processing. Mm -hmm. uh, I a lot of tell uh, ask I a lot of ask questions uh, to Stefan. Yeah. And um, Paul King uh, and uh, Luis Garcia. Yeah. Yes. Those are the perfect people to ask, really. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Stefan runs that that organization almost by himself. He has some helpers, but he does most of it himself. Paul King has been with the APP forever, uh, and he handles all, like, the yeah. backstage yeah. stuff. And then Luis is the international liaison, yeah. so those are, like, the perfect people to yeah. get advice from. They uh, give us a lot of information. Mm how it's work, uh, how we can invite people, how we can uh, um, give um, very good information for our particle. And uh, all this uh, help uh, to us uh, doing a great conference. Yeah, no, it, it's really impressive. You can, see, uh, you can see the success of a conference when the organizers aren't like on fire because sometimes I, I go to conferences like Vegas because it's gotten so large and so complicated yeah. that everybody just looks so stressed out. But here you have just the right amount of people helping you so that no one is like crying at the end of the day because it's so difficult. Uh, the attendees all seem really happy. Everybody has smiles on their faces. They're learning a lot in the classes and everybody's hanging out together. It's just it's a really good conference that you put on. Yeah, uh, the the uh, success of this conference and uh, it's uh, done by the team and uh, everyone in the team has its own experience in uh, other uh, other parts of uh, work. Someone has experience in sales or social marketing. Uh, in uh, medical um, administrative too, I yes, would imagine yes. it's probably a lot of difficult work to have all the registration and all the information sorted. Yes, and everyone, as you uh, say, yes, we all burn 
<laughs> a little, but not yeah. hopefully too bad. So how many how many people did you have when you started the organization, and how many now for like volunteers and staff? Like how how fast has it grown? And uh, first conference, I think maybe uh, five uh, for about. Uh, Ten. Yeah, five, ten, ten people. people. Uh, but now we have organization team with uh, 15. 15. Uh, yes, up and to 20, I suppose, uh, because the volunteer team yes, uh, and, uh, uh, do the great work. Uh, we had to do nothing with, without them. They are cool. Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about how you select instructors and select classes did did you always bring in foreign instructors like your first one or two conferences or did it all start with like local like russian instructors and then you started to slowly bring in foreign instructors um usually uh, russian piercers think that um, uh, for Russian piercers it's uh, most experienced most uh, powerful piercers mm. and of course uh it is true and we um send request for APP mm -hmm. for uh, some piercers uh, what they think uh, about visit Russia because uh, uh, many Russian people th uh, would like uh, learning in for learning uh, for foreign piercers yeah yeah do you feel like it's difficult for the attendees when it, the classes aren't spoken in Russian uh, do, do people I know that different language skills can be stronger yeah. or weaker. Like I have no <laughs> Russian skills at all. I could say thank you, and that's all. Um, so, do the attendees have an easy time taking classes when they're in English, or is it a bit challenging? Uh, last year we have a translation uh, for classes, but uh, it's um, it's a hard work, and it. Um, not a best experience because uh, uh, usually foreign speakers uh, uh, using simple words, mm. simple uh, phrase for understanding. And uh, I think that it is a great idea, um, complete class for English and uh, Russian presentation. Mm -hmm. It is the best way. Yeah. And also that's the great motivation for uh, young persons to learn more, to learn not only about uh, some practices or some techniques, but to learn English mm. for uh, uh, in the future they can also visit foreign conferences like APP or BMX. Mm -hmm. And that's great, we can uh, help them learn in different ways, in different uh, areas of knowledge. Yeah, I think that's the part of our mission, I suppose. Yeah, that I mean that's a perfect mission, yeah. and I think sometimes the English-speaking piercers almost have it so easy because most of the resources for body piercing are all yeah. in English. English. So yeah. we get to we get to cheat, basically. Yeah. Uh, more than that, uh, uh, there are no uh, complex, complete uh, resources about uh, piercing techniques, about uh, even about. A uh, person uh, defending for disappearance, safety. safety, yes, of the process uh, in Russian, uh, and that's the part of our work to make these uh, platforms uh, mostly in internet. Uh, but now, uh, if 
really if you want to learn something uh, really good about Python, you need to know English mm. because without it you can do almost nothing uh, or just visit this conference. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it's a good thing you have a strong conference at least. Yeah. Uh, uh, gl glad you uh, suppose it's strong, <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, now we have uh, a lot of uh, Russian speakers mm -hmm. uh, because uh, not many Russian peers now uh, English language and we need um, a strong pool of speakers with a strong uh, and interesting collection uh, to native language. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now we have uh, a lot of a lot of class uh, who want to uh, give some information for another piercers, and um, it is very very cool. Yeah, that's that's super cool that people would kind of start to contribute in that way and try to share as much information. Yes, uh, you know uh, when people visit the conference, uh, they say, "Oh, uh, I'm the not only a piercer, I'm a." pharmacologist and I can do class uh, about some uh, medicine that can be used uh, while uh, making procedure or just healing the uh, person and we say yes uh, show us uh, your information and maybe we can give you place that's mm -hmm. great when uh, you know in uh, Russia uh, there is n no profession as a piece uh, officially okay and so uh, almost everyone who uh, work as a person artist or BM, BM artist uh, have uh, another profession mm -hmm. uh, is like that just class. because of economy or is that because of laws oh uh, because laws. of laws most uh, uh, and uh, a lot of people went to piercing from another profession, mm -hmm. worked uh, like a salesman, like a doctor or a nurse, uh, and that's great. Hmm. Yeah, I, well, I guess some of those skills transfer over really well, sales especially yeah. when it comes to jewelry. Yeah. Uh, and with you being a, a jewelry distributor, how do you how do you find that balance between the studio and the conference and the jewelry sales? Like, do you have like a whole staff that helps you with all the individual things, or are you doing a lot of that work yourself? Uh, I work a lot of, but uh, yeah. I have a strong team. It mm. is uh, I think it is most important. If you have uh, great people around you, you have uh, good work. Yeah. yeah. And uh, at this conference, I do nothing in. Uh, IS, nothing doing in Diablo Organics and uh, uh, Auris because uh, we have uh, enough people for working uh, for this project. Okay. And now I uh, work only with conference and to as organization as and uh, as uh, speaker. Oh, that must help a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how do you how do you choose the class subjects? Do you leave it to the instructors or do you say? This is what our market and our community needs, so we would like you to prepare this class. Uh, I think um, if uh, speakers have uh, enough information about uh, about subject, and uh, he say, "Oh, I would like do something," uh, we say, "Okay, what can you do? What uh, what is your best of the best uh, experience?" Mm -hmm. And uh, if it is. Uh, uh, conference format, okay, we we take it. 
And also we try to choose uh, different themes. We try to make uh, some uh, blocks for the uh, younger pieces that have uh, less experience and uh, also some uh, special um, workshops and classes for those who are uh, experienced well and who want to know some um, particular uh, like a specialty table. Yes, almost. yes, something yeah. very special. So that everyone can find a class uh, that suits him the best. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the yeah. best way to do it because yeah. if you have a conference that's only the most advanced information, a lot of piercers aren't going to get a lot of value from that. So if you want to have the mix of some fundamentals and some advanced material and some things in the middle, it's it's just better for everyone. Yes, but that's a little bit problem we still need to uh, solve for the uh, conferences that will be uh, further, uh, that some classes are so popular that everyone goes right to the one class mm -hmm. and two other classes uh, sit there like doing nothing. What, what do you think people? has been your most popular class this year? Oh, so I, far. Your class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. cool. Uh, for, uh, but, uh, yes, for, as for foreign classes it's your class. Yeah. And for Russian classes I would say it was uh, the class okay. of uh, uh, Ekaterina Rausch, the uh, Body piece from Moscow from the studio boardmodlab.com. Uh, she is uh, very crafted. She's a great professional, mm -hmm. and uh, she have a two cl ah one class. Yes, the one class today was yesterday, and, uh, and uh, today there will be class with workshop about uh, uh, women gentle piercing. Oh, very cool. Yes. Yeah, what was the class yesterday? What was the subject? It was about uh, nipple. nipple piercing. Oh, perfect. Nipple piercing, all the mm, ways, all the... Mm, like techniques. About everything about it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, that's th those are always some of the most popular yes. classes in Vegas, too. Uh, uh, great view. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least. Yeah. So, uh, are you already starting to think out plans for your next conference or is it finish this conference and maybe get some feedback and then start to plan? Uh, we have uh, some new ideas for next conference because we have a uh, good feedback from Paul King from you uh, but I think that uh, we complete our ideas uh, in last day. Yeah. 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 Well, now we make some notes like yesterday we had a uh, Brainstorm. A little uh, brainstorm, yes, where we sit. Uh, okay, we, we need to do this. Okay, we'll need to do this uh, the next time. We just fix it and uh, then we'll have a little bit uh, rest from uh, what's happening now. Need to breathe out yeah. <laughs> just for a day or two. And then we'll uh, combine all these ideas to make the next conference better, bigger, uh, funnier. Yeah. Uh, in how how long until the next conference? Is it going to be the same time next year or shorter than a year? Um, maybe we me we doing uh, some uh, meeting after half year, but for all people, conference will be only next year. Okay, yeah. and back in Moscow or here? You think? Mm, maybe that's discussable. Okay, yeah. still <laughs> maybe yeah. some hot town. Yeah. 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 
for conference? What would have been some of the, the bigger challenges? Like, was it challenging finding a, a venue that could accept everyone to stay at and have the space for classes and meals and everything? Uh, <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's all uh, hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd imagine because uh, price and location mm -hmm. and logistics and everything must be difficult. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, the matter of uh, planning uh, and uh, when you have enough time, when you have uh, for about a few months or half a year, you can do everything. And uh, it's uh, not so difficult because we uh, have people that are in our organization team in every city that we um, supposed to be a city of the next conference. Yes, I suppose we'll do it in Moscow. I think that yeah. It's uh, easier to move to Moscow uh, from uh, all the uh, parts of Russia and mm. uh, from any other country. It's uh, the best way to visit uh, Russia is to just fly to Moscow. Mm. And uh, it's just a bigger city with uh, more uh, opportunities to do as for uh, show, as for some meals and uh, as for technical support. For? Yes, yes. Yeah. For, for everything. And probably cheaper flights too. Yeah, cheaper flights. And yeah. it's a big problem from yeah. Russia yeah. because usually in Europe planes go to from one city to another, 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 but all Russia go to Moscow uh, and from okay. Moscow to another world. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I did into Moscow and then on to St. Yeah. Petersburg. So what what it, what would you say are some of the larger challenges for for the conference this year, or do you feel like you learned lessons from the last conference and this conference was a little bit easier, or? I suppose the, uh, this conference was a little bit easier mm -hmm. because our team, uh, when uh, the more we work together, the easier we work. Yes, and <laughs> we have a little bit more experience. Yes, yes, and more experience. We have more uh, communication with each other. Uh, then we have no problems with this. We're solving some problems. We uh, learn to do it. Uh, quicker yes and so that's easier it's uh, just uh, yes of course making a uh, conference uh, is a great hard work mm. but it also is a fun uh, part of fun and it's uh, something that uh, warms your soul inside <laughs> when you see that everything is done everything is okay everyone's happy you say yes that's what i want we do it we do yes. it yes you say like <laughs> the last day is probably always the best day knowing that it's it's done and it was all a success yeah. and it all worked out um, Most of it no, worked out. Uh, the, the last day when you just crawl, yeah, somewhere it's, I need to sleep. Yeah, Sorry. don't touch me, please. Yeah, will you have time to take a holiday after, or like a few days off at least, or do you have to go back to your shops and just get back to work after conference? The next day I work. The next day? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have one day to see some St. Petersburg and then uh, 25 hours uh, in the train <laughs> Oh my gosh. to go back to my native town. Wow. Yes. Yeah. For me, I, I fly about 18 hours home. I have one day off and then I go back to work. So 
I guess uh, we're all dumb and we all need a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> we're all tough guys. So, uh, anything else you want to tell me about conference? Will we wait till foraging people to our next conference? Yeah. Yeah. So it will be just great. Uh, what I see, uh, Russian artists and uh, foreign artists um, to for more communication. Mm. It's to, to learn more, to uh, communicate more. Just about uh, just uh, a simple talk, uh, even uh, out of the class somewhere near the hotel mm-hmm. uh, may be a great experience. You know th- some things that the lecturer can uh, put off his uh, workshop because he supposes that's uh, not uh, the thing to say that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, in the f- way of informal talking, mm-hmm. they can uh, 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 give some interesting information, and that's great. That's almost always my favorite part of coming <laughs> yeah. to conferences. The classes are great, and I really like to have something prepared and to show kind of like the the most proper information. But then I always like to go outside, you know, maybe when people are having a drink or at a meal or something like that, and then we kind of talk about the little things yeah. for piercings, the stuff that you can talk about for one little thing for an hour, and it's like it's, it's great uh, because yeah. I can hear how you do it and how you do it and then I can think like well maybe that'll change how I do it and I, I love those little conversations that I have. Thank you. And I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about Russian piercers? Because uh, as for me in uh, Russian piercing industry is so young and uh, we have a lot of young piercers mm-hmm. uh, but in APP uh, I see a lot of uh, piercers who uh, more established yes, and, yes. and longer. I don't. I don't think that that always means that they're better, though. I, I've met some piercers who have been working for ten years or more, and they haven't really engaged. They haven't come to conferences and shared information and gotten new information. So they might. They might have been piercing for a long time, but they might not be as strong of a piercer as the younger piercers. Uh, so everyone that I've talked to. They might be younger, but they seem like hungry for education and they care. So I, I would rather see someone who only has three years experience but cares enough to come to a conference like this and take classes and have conversations than someone who's been piercing for 15 years and doesn't share and doesn't talk to other people. I, I, I think the newer piercer might be stronger and I've met really, really smart piercers, Russian piercers at this conference and they've had really good questions and they've said, oh, you do it this way and I do it this way and what do you think? I had a great conversation with someone about septum piercings yesterday uh, after my class and it was great. They were explaining how they were doing things and I was explaining how I was doing things and they were telling me how they did marking and that might change the way I do it when I go home. So I've met some really fantastic piercers (laughs) this week. By the the way, the uh, septum piercing you made for Ksenia Melanta is... uh just great. <laughs> just <laughs> it's all <laughs> applause. Uh, it, so. it, total luck, basically. Yeah. You know, uh, I have. You're a lucky guy. I, I, I'm a very lucky person. Yeah, I'll admit that. Uh, whenever I, I do piercings in in front of a classroom, it makes me so nervous. So when when you were saying, oh, you should do some workshops, and I was like, oh, I, I'm gonna have to do a septum piercing in front of all these other body piercers. Uh, you know, and in a different environment that I'm not familiar with, and I, I 
very happy that the piercing came out as nice as it did, but uh, I've had some situations where I've, I've tried to do a piercing in front of a class or in front of other piercers, and it's, it's <clears> been <throat> a very different outcome. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that it came out as good as it did. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, anything else you want to tell me about the organization? Like, do you have online resources for body piercers? Is there a website or a Facebook group? Yes, we have a Facebook group for our association, uh, but now it's only for Russian language. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the um, social platform in the internet in Russia is uh, the most uh, visited is VK, Kontakte, and so we have platform there, the... Uh, uh, the main the, the main platform we have there also we're uh, working at making the great site in, uh, website for the I suppose we'll make uh, a particular website for the conference yes uh, soon so and in Instagram, Instagram of course, of course yes yeah. so, but it's still great work to do it's uh, social media and uh, internet is just uh, not done for us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no matter what, no matter at what stage, it'll never really be done. So as soon as you make a website, you're immediately going to mm. think of the next website that you yeah. want to change mm. and improve. So it, it never finishes. <laughs> Uh, so, is there anything you want to maybe tell Russian piercers in Russian, uh, different resources or websites that they can go to so they can find it easier? Ну что, для всех русскоязычных мастеров по пирсингу хочется сказать спасибо, что вы есть, будьте, горите и, конечно же, приезжайте к нам на конференцию. Спасибо, мы вас очень любим. Потому что именно вы и есть вся конференция. И, собственно, если... Uh, чем, чем больше вы будете заинтересованы в знаниях, тем лучше будет конференция для вас. Thank you for visiting. That's great you are here. Uh, hope that will be a good tradition. Your visits to Russia to our conference. I would so love to come back. That's yeah. still <laughs> we can show a lot of great things in our country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really looking forward yeah. to the flight, but the conference oh. is great. Oh, uh, <laughs> the, the last time, guys from Chile. Uh, that visit to us. Yes, yeah. uh, uh, they visited us in uh, August uh, for the conference. They were speakers too, and uh, a few months later, they uh, went back to Russia just to see some uh, crazy Moscow mm -hmm. yes, <laughs> places to have some uh, uh, day offs. So, Go into the place where can, you can shoot 
from the Kalashnikov mm. and drive a tank. Cool. Yeah. I want to drive a tank. I have a Kalashnikov. I, the part, in the United States, everyone has a gun, but uh. nobody has a tank. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah here. So the next time we prepare all. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Meet you in tank in airport. Yes, please pick me up in the tank. Yeah, yeah. send a few bears. Yeah. Bears with bubble lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a chariot behind the bear. Yeah. That's very cool. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for talking to me. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Alright, so there's my Russia coverage for you. Uh, I didn't get as many interviews recorded as I wanted to. I, I don't think I ever really do. I go into these conferences thinking I'm going to record like hours and hours of great conversation and put it out on the podcast, but then I end up like going out and living life a little bit while I'm on these trips, and I do not apologize for it. So uh, I got that good interview with uh, Vlad and Mike. And just really impressive. You know, I just want to say thank you again to the entire Russian APP organization. Uh, you, you did a great job. You had a fantastic conference. All the different helpers, all the different workers, all the different instructors, all the attendees, you, you made it a really good week. And uh, I really enjoyed myself. I would love to come back sometime. So uh, I hope to receive a, another invite in the future to, to go back to Russia. Uh, had a really fun time hanging out with Paul and Sergey. Uh, Sergey is a, a Spanish piercer that I, I've met at a few other conferences before. I wanted to uh, get an interview win with him, but our schedules just didn't line up. He was teaching some classes, I was teaching some classes, and uh, he was kind of Paul's travel buddy. They went out quite a bit and had some fun out there while I was uh, slaving away teaching some classes at, at the conference. But we'll catch up eventually, and, and we'll get a good interview scheduled. I'm back to the shop. I'm back to work. I was catching up a little bit. Uh, today, uh, I don't really have a lot to do. I'm going to try to maybe go see a movie. Uh, my secret for traveling, for those people who have asked me, like, how do you do it? How do you do it? Is just, uh, just jump right back into your life. You know, try not to take time off and try not to, like, recuperate and all that stuff. I perpetually have a suitcase open on my floor and I'm either constantly unpacking it or repacking it. Uh, and I, I just get right into it. Uh, just go get food, go food shopping, uh, do your laundry and go back to work and, and that's it. Uh, I treated myself to a new phone. Paul talked me into getting a Pixel 3 with Google Fi. So I'll have that for my next trip. I'm going to Dallas, uh, end of next week. And then I'm going to Amsterdam and I just got my tickets in the mail for, uh, a big wrestling tournament that I'm going to in Tokyo in August. So Really excited, really uh, kind of happy right now, you know, which is not something I can always uh, say for myself. So thanks for listening. Thanks for coming to Russia with me. Uh, next week, I'll get back to some of the the content from the APP conference. I went out, okay, so when I was recording all this Russia stuff, I was using my portable recorder and I completely forgot that I recorded a couple extra things from conference there. So I have some stuff uh just, just different little encounters that I had with people. So I'll kind of clip those into some of my upcoming episodes. Next week, I think will be Laura Jane from Gamma. Not really positive just yet, um, but I, I've been looking forward to getting that interview up. And uh, let's let's see how it goes. So anyway, thanks for listening to the Piercing Wizard podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash RyanPBA. Uh, I've always got some new uh, supporters kind of coming in. And uh, I want to say a, a special thank you to my new patron, uh, Jacob Kreps. So thank you very much for the support, Jacob. I really appreciate it. I'm going to try to get uh, get some of that exclusive Patreon content up online, travelogs and all that stuff. Admittedly, I have not done it yet because I've been too busy out uh, traveling the world. My new tank top just dropped on 
on my web shop recently, so you can go to precisionbodyarts.com shop, and you can see the new gold and gems tank top. It's kind of like a workout shirt uh, inspired by uh, a, a gym. So uh, go ahead and check it out. They're flying out really, really quick. I only got three dozen of them, and I think I've sold more than half in the first day that they were up online. So if you're interested, uh, go and check out the web shop like today, preferably, or maybe go check out my social media, uh, and you can take a look at it and see if you think it's funny or not. And if you want to go ahead and grab it, I reordered the Statum Cult shirts. I should have those restocked in about two weeks or so. I'm pretty much out of most of the sizes. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to stop talking. Thanks for listening to my show. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved. <laughs>